This ain't kid stuff, Graziella. Mm, Iron Velma ain't kid stuff, neither. Are we, Vel? No, thank you. Ooh. Oobly oo. And you can punctuate it. Ooh. <laughs> uh, what are we pooping around with dumb broads? Okay. Welcome, everybody, oh. to my least favorite movie of all time. Actually, that's a little harsh. I didn't yeah, like this movie. This is not. But Sophia's I didn't choice, like. Man. No, Sophia's Choice? What was it called? Sophie's Choice. Oh, Sophie's Choice. I'm sorry. Wow. I don't care. That's apparently how badly you hated this <laughs> or that movie. Come on, this is no easy writer. I'm just saying that right now. So we watched West Side Story from 1961. This is a crime drama musical, two hours and 32 minutes, unrated. So it was pre-major rating boards? Um, 7.7 out of 10. Yes. No Metascore. No Metascore. And it is a musical about two youngsters from rival NYC gangs who fall in love. Oh. Directed by Jerome Robbins and Robert Weiss. Actually, I think it's Wise. It's W-I-S-E. Yeah. Sorry. Wise. Robert Wise. Wise. And written by Ernest Lehman. Starring Natalie Wood. Yeah. George... <laughs> Sh- Shakir- Shakiris? Ch- Shakiris C- in this movie? C H A K I R I S. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, Richard Beimer <laughs> and Russ Tamblin. Hi. We're butchering Rita names. Rita Moreno. Moreno. <laughs> We're terrible at names. I don't know. <laughs> Natalie was the only person I know in this movie. So, well, yeah. Well, that was kind of a lackluster opening. Mm-hmm. I want to apologize for that. Lindsay's yep. very tired. And... I've had a really long day. But I'm still unemployed. I know we, you are still unemployed. <laughs> and this, this will release after this happened, but I spent the entire day in the Capitol presenting my research. Against her will. No. Well, yeah, kind of. No. Kind of. Kind I, of. I got volunteered for it. What are you looking at? What's happening? <laughs> That's why I wasn't being picked up. Do we have to start all over again? No, no, no. Okay. We're, we're going to keep going. Okay. Dumbo here forgot the, the microphone wasn't turned to the right setting. So it was pretty much just me in the background yelling. Oh, good. <laughs> anyway, I was in the Capitol here in Wisconsin all day. Hello, everybody. Doing, uh, presenting my research to senators and other legislators and presidents of, you know, the UW school system. And I was on the news here in uh, up in Madison. So I've had a really freaking long day, and I'm really tired. And my voice is shot. I'm unemployed. <laughs> I'm unemployed. Still, I didn't get paid to do this. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it'll come back to benefit me later. I'm but... sure it will in some way. Well, Lindsay, what is your summary for? <sighs> no, we don't do my summary. Sorry. What is your? We do thoughts? Lindsay thoughts. Lindsay thoughts. Jeff, Lindsay it's not romantic. Thoughts. Jeff, it's not romantic if they call an ambulance. Okay, all right. You know what? (laughs) We need to have a discussion. Mm, This is going to be a different episode, I have a feeling, than we normally do. Spoiler 
Tony gets shot. Yeah. This is Romeo and Juliet in New York. Yes. And with gangs instead of families. With with Polish Americans as and the Puerto Jets Ricans. and Puerto Ricans as sharks. Instead, as the, of, in the, yeah, instead of Capulets the, and Montagues. Right. But it is Romeo and Juliet. Right down yep. to the fact that... Julia, like actually, like, Julia doesn't die, so that's the only difference. Change. That's yeah. the only like major difference between it. So okay, so what happens is they lie. Uh, uh, Maria's friend makes them tell Tony that Maria got no, it's shot. her sister. It's her sister. No, no, it's no, her friend. It's her, friend. It's her yeah. Because sorry, Bernardo, sorry. Yes, did the kissing and the dancing, and that'd be just weird. <laughs> They kiss like this. And then they kiss like this. Um, We don't have that movie on our list. (laughs) So. That's uh, uh, Last Crusade. Kiss me was interesting. Thank you. And they kiss like this. Um, No. So. So Tony thinks that Maria's dead. Then Maria shows up. And they're all happy. And Maria goes to embrace Tony. And Tony gets shot. And Tony falls down in front of her. And Maria clutches him and goes... It's okay. We'll be fine. With that emotion. Not, oh, he fucking shit. He just got shot. Somebody look at the ambulance. Oh, my God. What the hell's going on? What the hell did you do? No, you know, like a normal person would have just utterly and royally freaked out. She was just like, okay, you're dead. That's fine. We'll be fine. Like, and I guess you, I guess you could argue that, okay, well, maybe they're, like, maybe it's the whole she's in shock and doesn't believe that he's actually dying because yeah. she does kind of snap after he does die. Yeah. One. When she gets the gun. Then gets the gun, but... Uh, I have a microphone and you don't. <laughs> I just... I'm sorry. I... Hey, look. I... <laughs> two and a half hours mm, <laughs> and every ten dancing. minutes. Dancing. And dancing. Lindsay did that. Well, um, Did okay. you sink... Wedding singer to my copy folder? Yes, I did. It's not there. It's yet. working. Okay. Um, so, yes. <laughs> the. Okay, your thoughts? Your Would you. I know your opinion on this. Lindsay, what did you think about this movie? I don't like this movie. You don't like it? At I all? don't like this movie, and it's not that I don't like the movie. There's nothing wrong with the movie. I don't like the show. I have never liked the show. I like a few songs from the show, and that's it. I've never liked it when I've seen it staged. I've never liked it, you know, in videos of recording, you know, recordings of the show. I don't like the movie. I don't like this movie. I don't like this play i don't like this show i was <laughs> i was a, like i was an actor like i was in like i was in theater and stuff like that yeah. in high school and i've acted obviously since because we talked about it to 12 angry men but like i never got the a mass appeal of what's yeah i mean either like it's the okay. music's catchy yeah and i i posted on i the like website. the composer i like stephen sondheim yeah or sorry he did the words i like I actually don't care for Leonard Bernstein all that much. Right. Outside of what he what he did for music, like from kind of from an educational standpoint. Yeah, because he did but a lot other than more that, stuff like that. Not a fan. Like I, I never understood it. I mean, it's okay. I don't, and I don't begrudge people who like this, who like it. It's fine. I don't. Yeah. This this podcast is about what we feel about these movies, yeah. and I don't like this movie. No, and I thought the movie I made. Was... Fu- I respect it. I yeah. understand its place on the list, but that does not stop me from making fun of it and not liking it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We made fun of it in the first five third, yeah, minutes. First five minutes of the movie. I was making jokes the entire oh time because it just didn't. I don't know. I I posted on the website 
I posted my favorite scene in the entire movie, which is the Officer Crump Key song. Crump Key. Crump Key. In my opinion, that is the best four and a half minutes of the entire movie. Honestly, well, and because cool, it's well done. And cool I like is the a song. good, good section yeah, too. Yeah. And the problem is, is that West Side Story is has been so <sighs> jammed down our throats. Yes, it's been so mocked. It's everywhere you look. Everybody knows the whole Jets and Sharks. They all know the whole choreo, you know, choreographed gangster, like you know, gangs thing. Like right. that, it happens. Like everybody knows that. And you go, I mean, well, again, the other video that we're posting on the website is the Gap commercial. Yeah. From a handful of years back, that made fun of you know that was referencing West Side Story, not making fun of it. But it's it's. It's almost, it has been almost crammed down your throat too much. And if you don't like Romeo and Juliet, the play, you're not going to like West Side Story because it is identical. And as we discussed, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Romeo and Juliet. I've never bought into the whole, like, tragic love story bullshit. In 24 hours! But I do love Romeo plus Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann (laughs) one, because, okay, it came out when I was, like, 12. Yeah. I love Leo. And I just, that yeah. so, the soundtrack in the movie is just killer. Like, yeah. that's just, it's a good movie. The story might not be the best, but the movie is good. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I completely understand. Now, would you, okay, so we like it. We'll, 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 we'll hold off on the rest of the discussion until we get later on to the podcast so we don't completely jump and utterly around. But, um, so you didn't, you not a fan of it. I, I think it's okay. I honestly, I thought it was okay because I still can't help it because yeah, some of the songs are good. And I still, yeah. I still do like musicals, um, to a degree. I don't like musicals like Oklahoma. Or I State hate Fair. Oklahoma. Like nope. I don't, I don't like those types. Nope, I don't like I don't the old school musicals. I don't either. I like more. You don't modern. like the Rodgers and Hammerstein, no. Lerner and Lowe. I don't. I don't like South Pacific. Them. No. And I can back this up that I don't like it because I took a graduate level class on it. Thank you very much. No, thank you. <laughs> I like modern musicals more than anything. Like, honestly, I like Wicked. I like the I legal. Like I, I actually don't I love Avenue Q. Blonde. Avenue Q is good. I love Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon's good. I, I like Rent. I like Rent. I liked First Date. I've never. Oh, you That's I, exactly the Levi one that, was, one, yeah. that just closed up not that long ago. I want to see American Psycho. I like Jekyll and Hyde. I like, like the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. I like Urine Town. The oldest musical I like is The Fantastics. Okay. And it's because it was the first show I ever did in college, and it's the longest running off Broadway show. It ran continuously for like 50 years. Okay. It's where um, Try to Remember comes from. Mm-hmm. That's Fantastics. Yeah, see, I just. I actually don't mind Music Man all that much either. Again, though, that's because the music's catchy. See, my personal issue with Music Man is I had a really it. negative experience doing yeah. it. Oh, I like Cabaret. Cabaret's, Cabaret's older. Yeah. So I mean, it's. But we're still. See, I guess. I guess so. I mean, we're still. We're talking about older musicals. But it's a. It's a certain. I don't like Cats. It's a certain. I do not. I like Jesus Christ Superstar. I do not get. The mass appeal of Again, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a bunch of people. Is that you or is that That's me? me. It's a bunch of people. It's a bunch of furries running sure around the stage. You? It's me. Okay. It's a bunch of furries running around the stage singing and dancing. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyways, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, let, us, uh, let us continue. You have to do... Yep, yep. Do you have anything to do? Ah, uh, yes, I have awards. Okay, okay. I do have awards. I do not have any technology for this episode because it's, well, it's West Side Story. 
But, um, sorry, my laptop decided, hey, let's fall asleep right when Jeff starts talking I about wish something I could that fall he needs asleep. to. No, no, stay awake. All right, so this film, actually, this film has a, quite a number of awards behind it. Um, the number of awards, this film has actually got a total of 26 major award nominations, uh, 19 wins. It has 10 Oscars. Oscar, uh, between Oscar nominations, yeah, 10 Oscar nominations. Oh, it gets better. 10 Oscar nominations. Oh, no, you're going to get into Tony's now, aren't you? Oh, I didn't even look at those No, because that doesn't count. Uh, the film was nominated for Oscars. It was nominated for, but did not win, Best Writing. That's it. <laughs> it best, won everything else? Best. It did not win for Best Writing, a screenplay based on material from another medium. Right. Uh, it lost to the film Splendor in the Grass, which was also another Natalie Wood film with Warren Beatty that same year. Or, yeah, that same year. Now, West Side Story was nominated and won for Best Music, Scoring of a Musical Motion Picture, Best Film Editing, Best Sound, Best Costume Design for a Color Film, because we were hitting that era okay. where it was black and white in color, Best Art Direction, Set Direction for a Color Film, Best Cinematography for a Color Film, Best Director, Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Rita Moreno, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for George Checkeris, uh, and Best Picture. Checkeris? Is that how we're saying it? I would say Checkeris. Okay. Uh, how did you say it? I... But no, you didn't, didn't know it at all. Okay. Like, <laughs> I didn't. Shikaris? Shakira? Oh, I think it's Shakira. I said Shakira. That's what I asked Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. Uh, no. So, yes, this is a Best Picture film. This film won nine Academy Awards the year it came out. It was highly loved by everybody, Man. apparently, in the Academy. Um, it won uh, four, sorry, it won uh, three Golden Globes. And then it won, actually, it won a Grammy Award, too, that year. I touched your phone with my foot. That is gross. And, of course, it was entered into the National Film Registry in 1997, so it'll be reserved forever. Now, obviously, Great. we know why. Because it'll never be revived on stage, ever. No, of course, this will never be on play in, on stage ever, ever again. So, yes, that is the awards and technology section for this episode, because the technology, there really wasn't any technology. <sighs> So moving on to the exciting portion of the show. There's no inflation nation for this episode. No, I'm very sad. There is no Money is never nation. mentioned, and I don't think we have much for numbers. Well, I'm very sad. I'm sorry. There might be in the trivia, and I just wasn't paying attention. I'm sad. We'll find out. <laughs> I mean, I know, okay. the, I know the film's budget, and that's as much as I know. So. Get ready for yawning. Two. Because it's been a long day. <laughs> I'm tired. Because it's been a long it's day. It's been a long day. And we might have I finished that beer like an hour and a half ago. And I proceeded to have more. Yeah, well, you don't have to go to school at 8 a.m. tomorrow. I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Your foot's in my feet. I am not moving my foot. I know. All right, I will turn sideways because I'm oh, all it's I'm fine. In, all I'm doing is entering the phase of the podcast where I sit here going, oh, that's cool. <laughs> awesome. That's really? not going to happen much for this movie. The actors in the rival gangs were instructed to play pranks on each other offset to keep tensions high. Oh, really? Robert Wise's original choice to play Tony was Elvis Presley. 
Which, if you look at Tony, he does kind of have a Elvis-esque look to him. The opening dance sequences were shot on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, where Lincoln Center stands today. This area was condemned, and the buildings were in the process of being demolished to make way for Lincoln Center. The demolition of these buildings was delayed so that the filming of these sequences could be completed. Well, that's some power. To delay the demolition of a building mm-hmm. so they could film a movie there instead. Mm-hmm. That would never, I don't think that would ever happen nowadays. During the entire production, the actors wore out 200 pairs of shoes, applied more than 100 pounds of makeup, split 27 pairs of pants, and performed in 30 different recording sessions. Um, Natalie Wood did not do her singing. She was dubbed. Oh, really? Even though dubbing Natalie Wood was Marnie Noxon's chief assignment, Noxon also did one number for Rita Moreno, which was which required a relatively high vocal register. Having dubbed Wood as well as Moreno, Nixon felt she deserved a cut of the movie album royalties. Neither the movie or the record producers would bow to her demands, and Leonard Bernstein broke the stalemate by volunteering a percentage of his income, a gesture of loyalty royalty, since Nixon had been a performer and colleague of his at the New York Philharmonic. At concerts, he ceded one quarter of a per- of one percent of his royalties to her, which is a generous amount. Okay. Audrey Hepburn was offered the role of Maria, but she had to turn it down because she was pregnant. Uh, throughout the movie, Natalie Wood wears a bracelet on her left wrist, not for any aesthetic reason. Three. Yeah. But because she injured her wrist in the scene. Of the Green Promise from 1949 when she fell on the bridge that collapsed during the severe rainstorm. I like whoever wrote this trivia fact is referencing it like we've seen that movie. Yeah, of course. Um, causing an unsightly bone protrusion on her wrist. She wore a bracelet to hide the, to hide the injury, injury and it became her trademark in all of her movies. The, this was the first film to win a Best Director Oscar for two directors. And this would not happen again until 46 later when the Coen brothers shared the award for No Country for Old Men. In 2007. Oh, wow. Um, the stage version which was originally planned as a story about a Catholic boy falling in love with a Jewish girl. The working title, that was a swallow. The working title was East Side Story. After a boom of Puerto Rican immigration to New York in the late 40s and 50s, the story was changed. And the show opened on Broadway in 1957 as West Side Story. I'm sorry, I just needed to clarify. I was drinking and I thought Lindsay yawned, so I put up four fingers because I thought that was the fourth yawn. Nope. No one can see what we're doing. <laughs> that that was a swallow? Yes. Continue. Um, at the time, this became the biggest selling soundtrack album. Here's here's a big mind-blowing trivia fact. Are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready for I this? I am ready for the mind-blowing trivia fact. Borrowed its plot from William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Shut the front door! <laughs> You are lying out your ass. <laughs> I don't believe you. Oh, boy. The interior sets were built six feet off the ground to allow for low-angle shooting with a large 70-millimeter camera. Four. Yeah, that was four. Filmed on location on West 61st Street. Yeah, real quick. I will say this about the, the fact that the set's been set up, it was built up. That was very impressive. I will give them that much because the set of that whole back alley and that oh, rooftop scene. I bumped scene, the mic. I'm sorry. No. No, that's okay. No. Um, that whole set was very well done. Granted, they kept reusing that same alleyway for like six different locations. It still was very impressive right. how they shot that. And I will give them very big credit. This is back in the days when they would have built that big of a set. Nowadays, it would have all been freaking CG. Yeah. 
Uh, Robert Wise hired a, hired New York gang members to control crowds on location and fought to shoot on location in New York City. The song G Officer Krupke was banned by the BBC because of its mentions of drug use and sexual ambiguity. It's true. They talk about the brother like in the or the brother dressed like a woman and yeah. then the, the parents smoked the marijuana. And yeah. They didn't want me. The boys' jeans were dyed. Song? Redyed and distressed using special elastic thread to allow for the severity of the choreography. So basically how all women's jeans are made now. That's awesome. <laughs> They're wearing women's pants. Elliot I am wearing women's pants. Elliot Field, who played Baby John, apparently. All these people in this movie had the weirdest names for their characters. What the hell was Baby John? I'm getting there. He collapsed and ended up hospitalized with pneumonia during the demanding filming of Cool. Um, ba bum bum bum. Oh, that one. Okay. Okay. He's the blonde one. Yeah. Who, like, starts Not the song. Not it down. No. It's like 12 people in this nope. movie. The film ran in Paris for a grand total of 249 weeks, making it the longest running film in French history. 249 yep. weeks? Damn. Of course, it was 60, so that would have been movies weren't on video. Damn. That's a long time to be in theaters. Um, you said the movie ran, right? Yeah, we're talking about the movie. Yeah, we talk about the musical. That's stupid. Yeah. Jeff. Shut up. Although the producers tried to keep the different gangs separate during filming to create tension, uh, Russ Hamblin said that he knew at least one jet who was roommates with a shark throughout filming. Literally, roommate, not like they were gay together. Oh, because that's kind of how I read that. Yeah, that's so not I. what I meant. Oh, because shark and jet were in quotation marks. I put the quotation marks verbally in the wrong spot. <laughs> Um, lots of stuff about the singing and whatnot. Um, I have a feeling this will be a semi-short episode. Uh, shooting lasted for six months. Sound mixing and editing for seven. The second highest-grossing film of 1961, coming in just behind 101 Dalmatians. Go Disney. Uh, with its win of a ca- 10 Academy Awards, this became the, became the biggest Oscar-winning musical of all time, beating the record Gigi set in 1958 with its nine Oscars. Cool was such a demanding number for the performance that they later uh, ritually burned their knee pads upon wrapping the scene. Jerome Robbins rehearsed the dancers for three months before shooting began. Once location shooting began, however, he kept revising and revising his original choreography. In all dancer, the dancers all claimed that they had never worked so hard on a dance part, and most of them at one point or another sustained injuries during shooting. Huh. Oh, money. I have money. Money. Jimmy Bryant was selected over every singer in the world to be the ghost voice for Richard Beimer, who played Tony. Okay. The producers flew people from all over the world to audition, putting them up at the Beverly Hills Hotel. When the producers decided to hire Jimmy, he was offered a contract at scale, which he took because he needed the money desperately at the time. Jimmy Bryant received residuals only for television replays. Inquiring about a record album residual, Saul Chaplin told Jimmy that he had to deal directly with Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim since they kept those rights. Marnie Knoxon, a friend of Bernstein, flew her agent to New York to negotiate her deal. Marnie Knoxon made $18,000 in her first check in 1961. $140,000. Okay, fair enough. Uh, in the f- her first check? Yeah. So I'm assuming there was a continuing I'm residual sure. yeah. on that. So to make, I'm making what? I'm sorry, I can't do math. An eighth of a million dollars? Yeah. 
Not bad. Uh, the film rights for the play were bought for $375,000. $2.9 million. Okay. So $3 million. Uh, West Side Story played for almost two years on stage in New York, racking up a total of 732 performances. The film was going to have an intermission, but the idea was scrapped in order to increase tension, even though it still has an intermission. It's not It's not very long, though. It's like two or three minutes. Yeah. Which probably was just enough for them to change the reels of yeah. the film. Um, By the way, the budget of this film was $6 million estimated. That's the equivalent of $47 million okay. nowadays. Uh, Jerome Robbins was fired from this movie, for the record. He initially refused to work on the film unless he could direct it. Producer Walter Mirisch was nervous about handing the reins entirely over to Robbins, who had never made a film before. So he enlisted Robert Wise to direct the drama while Robbins would handle the singing and dancing sequences. Robbins developed a habit of shooting numerous takes of each scene to the point where the film went over budget and behind schedule, and this led to his firing. Okay, this is, I was, no, sorry, I was reading an interesting, I was, it was a long fact. I was trying to figure out if it was worth reading at all. So in 2010, Stephen Sondheim, who wrote the lyrics, told Fresh Air interviewer Terry Gross that while he was writing the stage musical, he originally wanted the show to be one of the first ones on Broadway history to use the word fuck and shit in its song lyrics. He wanted the end of the song, G. Officer Officer Krupke, to be G. Officer Krupke, fuck you, instead of what it became, which is G. Officer Krupke, Krupp you. And And he wanted the lyrics in the Jet song to be, when you're a jet, if the shit hits the fan, instead of when you're a jet, if the spit hits the fan. However, the show's writers were informed that if the original cast album contained those profanities, it would have been illegal to ship to the the record across state lines. So Sondheim made the substitutions for those words, and they appear in both the stage show and the movie. Huh. And see, nowadays there wouldn't have even been a batting of an eye. Especially nope. with films or with you know shows like what Avenue, Avenue Q, Q, which is just Book or of the Mormon. Book of Mormon. Yeah, holy crap! It's like it doesn't even matter anymore. It means fuck you. Sorry, fuck you. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Although the poster art is often mistakenly attributed to Saul Bass, it was actually desi- designed by Joseph Karoff. It does have a very uh, Saul Bass esque vibe to it. It's mostly because it's a solid color. Um, in '98, the film was ranked as number 41 on our list, and it fell to 1951 or 1951. 51. It fell a long it, way. It fell to 51 in 2007. There's a date right below it that says 1958. Where's the other 1,800 movies? Shut your mouth. <laughs> we have to do all of them. Okay, so oh the last the last trivia fact. Last trivia fact. Oh, frick it close. It's okay. It's the spoiler fact. I'm sorry. Which isn't really a spoiler. Okay. Robert Wise wanted the film to have a single rising line of tension with no light moments after the rumble. Therefore, I Feel Pretty was moved earlier and the portions of Cool and G. Officer Krupke were reversed. The positions, rather, were reversed. Those who feel that the sassy, lighthearted tone of G. Officer Krupke is out of place during the de- following the deaths that end the first act prefer the film's ordering of the numbers. It's true. The placement of I Feel Pretty and G. Officer Krupke after the rumble in the stage version are meant to help cheer people up after the deaths of Bernardo and Riff, as audiences were not used to death occurring in Broadway musicals. This issue is still heatedly debated among the film's fans, to which there are none. I'm, I w- I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will agree, though, with that. I will agree that putting G. Officer Crumkey sure. earlier makes more sense, because 
that would feel... Now, I've seen the show, and I, I honestly don't remember the order of it. I've seen the show performed back in high school days. But I, at the same time, I don't... I don't think that song being later in the musical would be a good placement because it is very much so upbeat and happy. Yeah. And I don't think I would laugh at it. I feel like... I feel like you would be more, like, like nervous laughing because it's like, well, you just saw people get killed, and now I'm supposed to be laughing at a song about you guys making, you know, like, poking fun at stuff. I don't, I just, yeah. it, it wouldn't have felt right. It honestly would not have felt right at all, at all. Sorry, at all, at all, at all. All right, so moving on. Uh, normally at this point in the show, we would have done an Inflation Nation. Not gonna happen this episode. Inflation Nation. But Lindsay can still say it. It's I perfectly can. fine. Watching myself on the news for the bajillionth time. Stop watching every yourself time, on the news. No, every time I check it on Facebook, it plays the video. <laughs> all right, so welcome to Stuff and Things with Jeff. Are we going to talk like that for the rest of the I podcast? Might just because it was I chucked my thing all the way over. Oh, no, never mind. I know what's next on the list. Yes, I don't do. need that. All right, so number one. I feel bad for all the wasted produce that gave its life for this film. Yep. They don't mention that. No, they don't. A lot of wasted produce. Just a lot of shit being thrown. Number two. If the Jets and shark at, Sharks actually fought, maybe they'd be able to hold their grounds a bit easier and get more accomplished instead of just dancing. Dancing. Uh, which I just realized I made that joke twice on my list, so I only have <laughs> seven <laughs> of these things. All right. Um, Chino, number three. Chino is not Bruno Mars. No. Number four. John Aston, best part of the movie. He, he is the best part of the movie. You just see the mustache anyway. You still see it. It's a phantom mustache. It is a phantom mustache. It's I refuse that. to see his face without it. He always has the mustache in my head. For those of you who do not know, John Aston is the original Gomez from the Adams Family. I'm sorry. It's the original Sorry, Adams just family. continuing the snapping theme so of this movie. Snapping. I never want just to snap play it again. Cool. I do like that song. I never. I do. I like a couple of the songs in this movie. I don't I like it. I hate this entire movie. Well, that I, song is not bad. No, well, I said I come to I it like early in the episode. I said I like some of the no, songs. No, I know, but that was just watching the movie. <laughs> I said when that song came on that I like that song. I know. All right. And I like Mambo. Number five. Dun, 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 the people who live on the top floor apartment must have been pissed about all the dancing happening on the roof. Number six. Maria hushed Tony to be quiet because her parents would hear and then immediately turns around and starts singing five feet from her window at full volume. Oh, I don't understand that saying, the top of your lungs. I don't... You That's use fine. all the don't air at the it. top of don't your lungs. Don't worry about it. I'm tired. I'm not. I'm understanding things. Number seven. And final, number seven. You can't rhyme own kind with own, own kind. kind. That's, you can't rhyme things with things. That's not a rhyme. <laughs> all right, so that is the Stuff and Things with Jeff. That's all I got for this episode. That's all I have, folks. But anyways. My so, water bottle's empty. Your water bottle's empty, apparently. So final thoughts, Lindsay, on uh, on this movie. Would you recommend other people view it? If they've never film? seen it, yes. Because they need to experience it. They don't just need to take my hatred of it at face value. Watch much, it. Much like Easy Rider. Yeah. Jeff didn't like Easy I Rider. I absolutely hated that piece of trash movie. <laughs> I did not call this a piece of trash. No, no, no. no Do I no, think no. it needs to be here on the list? No. Do I think it needs to be lower on the list? Yes. We understand why it's on the list. Yeah, I do. Which we but I don't that, think I, it needs to be this high. I don't think it needs to be above, like, do the right thing. 
And Goodfellas. See, my thing is, I think my only reason why it's so high on the list is because it was so highly awarded. It was. Because popular. it was such a popular musical and it was such a popular movie and it won awards. I and mean, it been on the they stage. use stuff from West Side Story to teach music kids like in college how to recognize intervals. Yeah. I think we talked about that in the last mm-hmm. episode a little bit at the end, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Like it's, it's so, ing- and that's right. That's what we were talking about. It's so ingrained in pop culture and yep. our I mean, society. Anger Management, the movie with Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson from the early 2000s. Yes. I mean, they sing I Feel Pretty yeah. in the car. I mean, it's it's spoofed, it's parodied, it's in commercials, it's everywhere. Everybody it's everywhere. knows the whole finger-snapping dancing gang members, like I said. You know that, and that's the reason why And so you know Tonight, list. Tonight, and yeah. you know... You know Maria. Yeah. You know the song. I mean, it's just Tonight. This. Tonight, Tonight's a Smashing Pumpkins song. I think the song is just called Tonight. It's just called Tonight. They tonight. say Tonight, Tonight. Tonight. But you like everybody knows these songs. You know them whether or not you realize uh, the whole I feel pretty. I just met a girl named Maria. Somewhere is the other one that yeah. I think a lot of people know. There's also um Mambo. Yeah, Mambo. Like Mambo. Like it's that's why it's that is why it's on the it's, list. I know that's why it's I on the list. I will agree. I don't think it needs to be, be this high. high on the list. I would. No. I think it'd be great if it was in like the seventies. Mm-hmm. Personally, yeah. But whatever. There are movies that are below it that deserves to be higher up. Yes, I will agree with that. I that know I harp on Goodfellas all the time. Yeah, because I mean, I'm pissed about it. But there's there's a hell. I put the Deer Hunter before this. Oh movie, yeah. Like higher. On this oh movie. yeah. <laughs> Why did you go? Why did you go Minnesota? Because I'm stuffy. Oh yeah, that movie should be a lot higher. Because <laughs> it was moist and fleshy <laughs> in my ears. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. So watch the movie, see the show. If you really like the movies and the musicals, that's great. You know, go ahead and and and. And I, you know, all the power to you, you know, but coming from another person who loves musicals and loves plays. And I and like loves, musicals. Yeah. I just don't like this one. It's just, it's not our cup of tea oh. for it. So, nope. but again, I still enjoyed the Officer Crumkey scene and that's up on the website. So you can definitely watch that. Lindsay. Yes, Jeffrey. What is the next movie? It is a film. Number 50. That I saw in theaters eight times. I saw it once because I was not going to sit through it again. <laughs> it is three hours and... Oh, sorry. It's only two hours and 58 minutes. That's right, because we are watching the theatrical cut, not the extended director's Released version. in 2001. It is the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring movie. <laughs> That's what we call it in my house, because we have to add one more word because the title's not long enough. Bilbo Baggins. Which, by the way, that needs to be the end credit song. It needs to be the uh, Leonard Nimoy Bilbo, ba- Bilbo Baggins, Baggins song. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited for Number this Number 50, our 50th film. And we're going to try and do a video podcast because yes. we're not making any promises. Cannot though. promise because schedules may not work to allow us to do a video no. one or the, the setup may not allow us to do a video one, but we are definitely going Ooh, to try really to do a video. really high score. What is it? Like 97? Oh, you're going to ruining it. it for now. Not for now. A meek hobbit of the Shire and eight companions set out on a journey to Mount Doom to destroy the One Ring and the Dark Lord Sauron. I could literally not watch this movie and podcast it. But we're gonna watch it and I'm gonna quote every line. In all fairness, only a third of that sentence actually happens in the entire film. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) They set out 
That's it. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's gonna be the thing that's gonna be bumming about it. Because, yeah, okay, I've seen Lord of the Rings films, I know what happens, but at the same time, it's like, we're only gonna watch the first third of the story. Proud feet. So, it's gonna be, it'll be interesting, because I have not, I have not watched Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, or sorry, uh, Fellowship, Fellowship of the King. Fellowship, Fellowship of, of the, the Ring. Ring. <sighs> Fellowship of the King. I have not seen said movie, uh, probably in a good three, four, five years. Maybe, no, it's been yeah. longer than that, it's been six and a half years since I saw it. Oh, there he is. And I have not watched the theatrical version oh. since I saw it in theaters. So it's been over 13 years since I've seen the theatrical cut. So that'll be interesting as well, to watch the shorter version. <sighs> But, well, that's next week, folks. I'm so excited. I'm going to wear my Lord of the Rings shirt. I don't And I'm going to tell stories about how you, obsessed I was with this movie. You going to bring your life-size hobbits? No, because they had water damage, and I think they got thrown away. Don't talk about the hobbits. If there's any time to have a life-size cutout of a hobbit, this would have been it. You could bring your life-size cutout of Darth Vader. No, because he's saran wrapped. For a new hope. No, but I. We have like nine months until we watch that one. He is saran wrapped for storage because he's not allowed to be set up and hang out in the basement because my parents are afraid he'll get water damage. So he's take he's dismantled and wrapped in sections in saran wrap in the basement. Well, not saran wrap, but like that like industrial. Yes. I know what you're talking about. I'm not taking him apart and putting him back together to take a picture of him. It'll be cool. I'll Google what it is and show it to you. That'll be disappointing. All right, folks. Well, with all that fun stuff, Lindsay's about ready to fall asleep. I'm stuffy and I'm crabby. (laughs) So with that, folks, Lindsay, it's time for you to say your thing. It's all uphill from here, folks. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Good night, Radio Raheem. I miss you. (laughs) I really miss you, man. So, man, this movie took place in New York, too. Probably, like, right down the street from where you lived. And uh, I hope you know that a bunch of these, like, really weird choreographed dancing guys named the Jets and the Sharks were totally on your turf. So if you could come back and totally kick their ass, that would be great. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Nothing? (laughs) Stop watching yourself on the YouTubes. I'm not watching myself on the YouTubes. Watch myself on Facebook. So Hello, Internet Dwellers. This is Jeff Bell, president of the Ghost Hat Network, here at the end of this episode to give a quick plug about some of our other exciting shows. But wait a minute, Jeff. You have other shows? Why, yes, random listener, we do. If you head over to ghosthat.net, you can find a heap of shows we produce on a semi-regular basis. Like Super Happy Fun Time, the podcast where Colin Kirchner and myself sit one-on-one and talk movies, TV, video games, and other big things we care about. The Midnight Sleuth, a comedy detective mystery show in the style of old-time radio that follows the adventures of Midnight Sleuth and his partner, Linda Talbot, as they solve crimes, stop the bad guys, and poke fun at the source material. Famous Person Storytime, a podcast where celebrities retell their favorite nursery rhymes or fairy tales as best as they can remember it, even if that memory is completely wrong. 
So if you're in need of some new shows to listen to on your commute, while working out, or simply relaxing at home, be sure to head over to ghosthat.net now and subscribe to our shows. For more information about this and other projects, visit our official website at www.ghosthat.net or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ghosthat.